everybody, and welcome to episode 10. 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. Not only the episode where I learned to use the echo button, but also uh, Father's Day. So happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there listening. Episode 10. Who would have thought we would have made it to double digits? Yeah, really. <laughs> by, by popular, well, not so much popular demand, but just, uh, you know, our demand. Yeah, exactly. Our general, our general demand and uh, our our uh, excess of time. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, start off with the uh, best and worst, Dill. Yeah. All right. So uh, I'd say my best and worst uh, this week. Well, first of all, my best this week was I uh, currently out in Saskatchewan visiting my girlfriend and, and her family, and it's uh, lovely getting to see her and them again, and that's definitely the best um but outside of that my best and worst kind of connected best thing is the fact that tiktok users and k-pops fans derailed the trump rally by uh booking half the tickets and making the arena mostly empty during the the rally um and uh but then on the flip side i have to say the worst is that the fact that that rally still happened and there's so many people not social distancing and uh um, I mean, I think already six staffers have coronavirus from it, which no, well, that was honestly, be- that was before it happened. Oh well, that was the day it happened. It was six people that were setting up. They, it wasn't from it. They obviously had it beforehand. Oh, okay. Well, now they're going to give it to even more people. Um, but so that that's not good because then those people will give it to more people, and eventually it'll reach some people who got it not because of a stupid decision, but because of those original stupid people's stupid decision to go to the Trump rally, which I think even during not a pandemic is a stupid decision, but it's especially stupid uh, when it's during a pandemic. The uh, I think the final number said there was 6,200 people there, which I mean, I, I'd like to know really. And I, I mean, was it, was it that more people would have went, would have gone, but they couldn't get tickets because of the, 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 TikTok, cuckoo clock users, Tick- or uh, <laughs> TikTokers and K-pop fans. Yeah, I mean, I knew they had to be good for something. No, but was it was it that, <laughs> or was it, or was it that people actually chose to stay away? I I hope it was the latter because of the 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 virus and and the yeah. requirement of not gathering in in large numbers. But even the well, you know even the sixty two hundred that showed up that's a lot of people. Yeah, it could have been. It could have been that there was less people. Like it wouldn't have mattered because they had to cancel an overflow crowd speech. Yeah, exactly. That's what uh, I don't think it was just the K-pop kids. Uh, there used to be K-Tel. Is that any relation to K-pop? Uh, I don't know what K-Tel is. Uh, K-pop is Korean pop music. Is uh, K-Tel Korean pop music? No, K-Tel was like a, a producing sort of company. That used to, you know, like you know those um, those kid pop rock albums where they get a bunch of children and sing rock songs. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I so remember. so before yeah. that, KTEL before before those, it was KTEL did a similar thing. Only it wasn't necessarily all with children. Sometimes it was adults trying to do covers of rock songs, and I think sometimes they actually took the original song and put it on an album. I might have to do huh. some some research on that, and and maybe maybe that can be the topic of the next blog. Um, yeah, we've now switched our podcast provider, and tomorrow I'm going to be getting a uh, a a pop filter, a pop filter. Pop filter. Yeah. So when I say things like pop filter, it won't go into the mic and make a big noise <laughs> in everybody's ears. Hey, that's oh, not perfect. the dog on this end this time. No, it's the dog on this end because uh, Elizabeth Elizabeth's mom is just getting home. So Lily, who's the the small dog, is freaking out. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the, on the new the new uh, the new provider is uh, Fireside, and uh, yeah. they they uh, so the, we have we have a new a new website. Um, uh, I'm gonna say dadsright.fireside.fm. Does that sound right to you? Uh, yeah. At least it doesn't sound wrong. 
Yeah, so there's uh, you can you can get there. There's and uh, I've put up a blog. Dill, have you blogged yet? I haven't blogged yet. No, no but there's a, a blog. Yeah, so you'll have to blog, and you know you can comment on the blog and uh, listen to the podcast. So come visit us. Um, it's, uh, it's well, we'll give it a shot anyway. We'll see if we like it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, f- Worth a shot. Yeah, for me. Uh, the best this week now i i don't know was this my best last week or is this actually this week uh nascar bans confederate flags from all their events i think that was this um, week yeah i don't think uh i don't think that was your best last week this, this was a long week I, it's hard to remember what i wrote down <laughs> on monday but What's you know happening? you get you get nascar that you i mean it's it is a it is a southern u.s institution yeah and and it's a bunch of sort of good old boys you know turning left for a couple hours and and when it when an organization like that uh says you know what we don't want the confederate flag anymore uh good for them uh i think yeah absolutely that's uh the direction we need to head in and i hundred percent I have so much worse just spread out amongst the rest of the episode. I'm not going to do one now. <laughs> well, that's encouraging, isn't it? Yeah. I saw I think I saw another uh, I saw an article about the Confederate flag being allowed to fly in Ontario and I thought that was an interesting sort of topic because there is a house that mom and I drive by every day on our way home from work that has the Confederate flag flying flying in front of it. Um which I think is interesting. Like, it's not the Ontario flag, it's not the Canadian flag, uh, not the American flag. It doesn't have any of those, but it has at like a regular sized flagpole mast, and it's flying the Confederate flag. Um, and that always, especially Where recently, has been standing out to me. I think it's along old school. Well, it is old school flying that flag. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, so I don't know. I find it interesting. Like, who maybe it's an immigrant from the southern u.s um um or if it isn't like first of all it's still i think a very it's like it's a hateful symbol you shouldn't be flying it at all even if you're an immigrant from the southern u.s but if you're not and you're in canada then you're flying it because you agreed with the confederacy you're okay with slavery you think that it's a symbol of of modern trumpism and 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 resistance to progress like i can't think of a good reason like i think the best reason we can hope that they're flying it is that they're from the southern u.s or they really like the dukes of hazard yeah or they really like the dukes of hazard but like even those aren't good reasons but like i can't think of any better reasons like every other reason it was a good show with with bo and luke that was a good show and Uncle Jesse? I've never seen it. I've never seen it. Oh. But once, uh, I can't remember which one left. Uh, I'm going to say Bo left, because I think Bo was the blonde-haired one. And he got replaced by a cousin that also had blonde hair, but I can't remember his name. But then Bo <laughs> came back. But the, 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 the non-Bo episodes uh, were problematic. But, but uh, no, other than that, Top quality show, Boss Hog, Car Jumps. I mean, it doesn't get much better. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. There's a kind of hush all over the world. Tonight, all over the world, you can hear the sounds of love. New segment that we introduced last week uh, was uh, All Over the World. And uh, we we're, don't have a whole lot on it this week, but. Uh, we added the theme music and we wanted to use it. So here we yeah. go. Um, well, the I got to say the the number of coronaviruses uh, hit a, a record high today uh, in worldwide reporting. A hundred and I want to say one hundred and thirty six thousand, or anyway, it's a hundred and maybe even one hundred and sixty eight. Like, it was a big, big number, which is uh, a bit depressing. Yeah. Canada seems to still have a pretty good handle on it. Um, you know, like we, 
obviously still have our case numbers going up, but we're still, uh, it's still mostly under control, um, uh, or at least getting under control. It really seems to be uh, countries who are rather lax, like the US, uh, India, and Brazil that are causing lots of problems. Yeah, yeah, Brazil's a an issue right now for sure. Um, the I'm just trying to quickly look up the exact number because I know I got it on my news feed today. But yeah, they the um, there's definitely people that aren't aren't doing the social distancing and following the procedures and having big political rallies are uh, are causing problems. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think that's why we need to really keep our borders closed until, and like, thank God, I know the U.S. Uh, border closer just got extended for another month, but until they and other countries start getting their act together, that's just our best defense. Yeah, so it's uh, the World Health Organization on Sunday reported more than 183,000 new coronavirus, coronavirus cases globally in the last 24 hours. Oh. The single largest day increase. Um, the previous record was 116,000. So we crushed that record. We, we, we Good did. for us. Good for us. Well, well done, folks. <laughs> Round of applause. That wasn't even close. <laughs> oh, yikes. But, yeah, so uh, 36,000, just over 36,000 new cases in the U.S., Great. Good for them. Which is, you know, that's only a fraction of the 183, really. Yeah. No, I think I think the biggest problems right now are actually India and Brazil, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, in, India's got a big issue right now as well. They, they're really uh, pumping up the cases again, which isn't great. Yeah. No. No, it is not great. Significantly less than great, actually. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, we got... We probably have a lot to get to, and really the only reason we wanted to do this segment again was to use the theme song, so uh, let's move on. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, TNT this week. Uh, Trudeau, uh, extending the uh, Serb uh, money. Serb, yeah, yeah. That's good. Potentially. Uh, now, I, I I need to look into it myself. I haven't. But I was told that um, the the you can you can claim for the extra two months, but you can still only get four months worth of money over that six months. See, I. Okay, so last I heard was that there wasn't even an official plan yet. We were just promising to extend it. So that would be news to me. But that can't be right because then it's essentially useless. Well, it, I'll tell you where it's not. It's uh, if people – because if you make more than $1,000 in any, any given month, um, you can't claim it. So if uh, if if – Say in whatever in July or August you make two thousand dollars, you don't get the money. But instead of it ending now in August, you can now claim that two thousand in September. Yeah, that's good. But I still feel like there are plenty of people who were out of the job since the beginning and are still out of a job because COVID's not over, and they need the money. Yeah, no, I agree. It doesn't help me at all. Um, yeah, and I'm hoping I was. I've been told wrong. I, I haven't done any sort of research on it. I'll, yeah, next month I will. Uh, I will plug in my numbers and I'll see if it gives me money. We'll see. We'll go from there. <laughs> it's like a lottery. Yeah. The uh, the other thing that happened this week was uh, Justin's big deal of Canada's back and bidding um, for a for a seat in the UN Security Council. And uh, Canada lost to Norway. Norway and Ireland, because there was two seats. Norway and Ireland. Yeah. Did we finish third, well, at least? Well, I think there was only three of us going for it. Wow, that's really so, yeah. bad. <laughs> well, then we can just say we finished third. Yeah. 
no, it's, I mean, yeah, Trudeau made a whole big deal of Canada's back, but if you actually look at the numbers, he's, um, you know, if you want to talk about the world stage and, and what that looks like, what being back is, you know, let's talk about foreign aid, foreign assistance, that kind of thing. It's not much more than what we were doing under Harper, and Harper was, you know, drastically cut that back. So, to say we're back is hardly accurate, and whether or not you think that we should be spending more or less on foreign aid and doing more foreign assistance and stuff like that, that's how you win stuff like a UN Security Council seat. Is it? So, I think so. Uh, um, that's maybe. how you get people to vote for you. So, you think you think Ireland and Norway are giving more money than, than we are and providing more support? Oh. oh, I know for a fact they are. I've seen the numbers in multiple articles talking about how we're not going to win this because Ireland and Norway are better global citizens than us. Oh, Ireland uh, makes Guinness, so they, they definitely... They should, I said Ireland makes Guinness, so they should have a permanent seat. <laughs> they should just maybe have a hockey tournament for the seat. No, yeah, that would do well for us. I mean, it might. I, I think all the countries that maybe you know don't have winters, uh, or at least don't have snowy winters, might have an issue with that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, Trump. Oh, did Trump? Well, did you know, anything happen? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. There's another thing that Trudeau did that I liked because um, there was that whole debacle with uh, Jagmeet Singh and the block MPs, right? Um, where. Uh, it's a whole thing, but essentially a block MP did a racist thing and Jagmeet Singh said, hey, that's racist. And then he got ejected from the House of Commons because now, you're not allowed what, to call other MPs racist. He, he didn't want to, he didn't, Jagmeet Singh was trying to get a unanimous vote for a bill that said there's systemic racism in the RCMP. Is that what it was? Yeah. And then the block MP refused to vote for it, did a dismissive hand gesture and, uh, and, um, and refused to give you enough support. And I think that uh, denying racism is racist in itself. So I would call that a racist thing to do. Um, it's at the very least dangerous. Um, but anyway, uh, Justin Trudeau was asked about it and he said he wouldn't criticize Jagmeet Singh because he kind of agreed with him. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, I think at the very least, uh, read the room and, and vote, yeah. like, at the very least. But, uh, I've, I think I saw his reasoning was something like uh, someone is doing a study on that right now and he didn't think it was their place to um, pass any sort of bill or motion or whatever until that study was done. But I, I don't think, like, what's the harm? Like, if, if I, it seems to me that there's definitely, it's pretty obvious. So why not? Yeah. Uh, why not just you don't need to wait for that study to be done to to say yes to a bill that's just a, a little more than window dressing really yeah i agree i agree he the block mp really anyway it's a thing well why we can have a whole debate about why is there a block mp in the federal, federal house of commons, house of commons. <laughs> why does a separatist yeah. party have a seat in the federal house of commons but anyway uh, yeah. Over over to Trump. Uh, really quiet again this week. Just reserved, and uh, I think I think in thoughtful uh, thoughtful retreat, preparing for the next election, uh, and and also staying away and making sure that this country stays healthy. Yeah, I think that's a very accurate description. Very very accurate description. <laughs> The uh, I read. I, I, there's so much to get through here, so much. Uh, but but I gotta say, I want to start off. I, I read an article. Um, this this isn't really last week, but um, why, I guess Trump Trump put put Pence in charge. It seems like this week I'm saying more p words than normal, and I'm getting the thing tomorrow to stop the <laughs> in the p. But anyway, Pence is in charge of uh, COVID response. And uh, it it came out that he in in two thousand and one, uh, when Pence was running for Congress, he wrote a post on his campaign website, warning against the worst kind of Washington speak about regulating tobacco. Uh, 
Time for a quick reality check. Despite the hysteria from the political class and the media, smoking doesn't kill, he wrote in the article. Yeah, I, I remember that. I remember that coming up when, um, uh, when when Trump picked him for VP. I remember reading about that, um, uh, and I think he wrote. I think he's like wrote a whole essay about it at some point. Uh, yeah, I think so, this went on more than that, but that's just the, that's just the beginning of it. But uh, yeah, it's. I mean, it's ridiculous. He's a. <laughs> I mean, I think it just goes to show you that he's just as much as a dangerous idiot as Donald Trump is. He's just a little bit better at hiding it. Yeah. And this is after, you know, Big Tobacco lost all their lawsuits in 1998, like three years later. So that's, yeah. uh, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, he's, he's absolutely insane. But I mean, he's sort of the science denier extraordinaire. Uh, he won't believe anything that doesn't conform with what he already believes. But isn't he hoping for a vaccine? Ah, uh, I think. And isn't vaccine case, made by scientists? Yeah, well, I think maybe Mike Pence is just a little bit better at reading the room than than uh, than other other people are. At least he's maybe maybe he's learned since. Uh, um, since that essay, how 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 to more appropriately interact with the public and the public's opinion of science? But oh no, I, I don't mean, think so. I don't think know. so. I don't think so at all. I agree with what you're saying. I, I just think it's uh, it's uh, he's you know it, he science is important when it's important to him. Like he picks and chooses where to believe it and where not to believe it. Like either you oh. either you trust scientists or you don't. Now. I understand every study has a sponsor and you need to look into that and make sure that it's coming from a at least neutral uh place or you know so the science is is solid but uh but come on you can't you can't you can't pick and choose when when scientists are good and when they're bad Yeah, absolutely not. And uh but I mean you could accuse there are people like this across the spectrum but I think the Republican party is especially especially big on picking when science is good and when science is bad. There was a, another interesting uh, uh, drama, melodrama this week with uh, Jeffrey Berman, the uh, U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York. Did you hear about that story? Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, uh, not, not too much, but uh, was he not uh, an attorney who's in investigating a bunch of Trump cronies and then the Justice Department fired him. Yeah, so so he um he was investigating a bunch of Trump's friends, put Michael Cohen uh in jail. Um someone else also, I can't remember who else, but but uh, and still investigating a lot of a lot of Trump's buddies. And uh then the uh, Attorney General William Barr released a statement uh that he was stepping down. And then the next day, he said, no, I'm not stepping down. If you want to get rid of me, you have to have Trump fire me. And then Barr said, okay, Trump's fired you. Get out. Is there a bird there? Oh, can you hear the bird? Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> Doesn't seem very good at filtering out animal sounds. You have a bird it's there? It's not even that close. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm outside. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I guess it's earlier there. <laughs> yeah, it's earlier here, and the sun stays up a little bit longer. Right, you're farther north, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, anyway, we're, I can't remember exactly where I was, but if essentially Trump Trump had to fire him, so he did, and uh, then it was a big kerfuffle. They asked Trump about it. Trump said, "Oh, it wasn't me. I have nothing to do with it. It's just Barr." But really, Barr couldn't do it, and uh, so now it seems like. Um, he has agreed to step aside as long as his deputy can take the role. So hopefully his, his deputy uh, continues in his footsteps and, uh, and holds these people's feet to the fire and, and doesn't, uh, doesn't just walk away because, uh, well, for fear of you losing your job or for fear of, uh, of uh, you know, what, what, what Trump might do to him or Barr might do to him. Yeah. Well, I mean, thank God that we have people who are brave enough to 
to stand up in front of this because I mean William Barr is proven himself to be one of the most corrupt attorney generals in United States history. Like he just does whatever well, he just Trump does whatever wants. Trump tells him to. It's it's yeah exactly. It's it's uh it's the the law of according to Don. Yeah. It's exactly. Like, and that's, he's like a Don. He's not Don. <laughs> he's a Don. I know, and it's horrible. It, it, it's God. He needs to be. He needs to lose in November. Yeah. That brings me to uh, to uh, an interesting clip that I'll play, and uh, then we can discuss it. Why does the president keep hiring people who are dumb as a rock, overrated, way over their heads, wacko, and incompetent? So the president makes hiring decisions based on the fact that he likes to have countervailing viewpoints. I spoke to him this morning about the hiring of John Bolton in particular, and he said, I like to counterbalance my own opinion with individuals that oftentimes have the very opposite opinion of my own. He likes the model of having a team of rivals, like what we saw um, in President Lincoln's administration. Um, I've been a part of that. I often see rigorous debate, and the president uses his gut and makes the best decision as to how to move forward. So that's what goes into his hiring practices, and I think the team of rivals with President Lincoln work quite well. There's obviously value in hiring a team of rivals. It's worked well in the past, but then if you're going to hire rivals, why hire rivals? who are dumb as a rock, overrated, way over their heads, wacko, and incompetent. How does that help Well, sometimes the those rivals the prove those labels to be true, and that's particularly the true people, in the, so that's particularly the true in the case of John Bolton, um, who repeatedly praised the president, uh, then turned. He's been widely criticized by the New York Times uh, for his book. I think John, proven, John Bolton has proven himself um, to have those labels as true. So that is the... Um Press Secretary Kyle McCainley? McCainley? McElhaney? What's her name? I have no I think McElhaney is how you say it. I feel like that's not quite right, but it's something like that. Anyway, uh, Jim Acosta from CNN asks her uh, why, why Trump is uh, hiring dumb, underqualified, over their head, Trump's words, people. And, uh, and she said he likes to have. A group, essentially paraphrasing, he likes to have uh, a group around him with different differing opinions than his, which in the in the nearly four years he's been there, I think we all know is it's not true. It's garbage. Like it's absolutely if if you if your opinion differs than him, you get fired. fired. Absolutely. Like there's no that's it's not even in question. Over and over again, it happens. They're brilliant when he hires them. They start to disagree with him, and then they're idiots and they're fired. Yeah. I mean, I think the only person, I think I read somewhere, that the only person from Trump's original cabinet who's still around is Ben Carson, uh, Secretary for Housing and Urban Development. And that's just because he's asleep. Yeah, he just says he hasn't said anything. Who has heard of Ben? Who has heard from Ben Carson since the Republican primary? Yeah, not like, much. Not much. And that was also one of the stupidest uh, cabinet appointments because he was a renowned neurosurgeon and you put him in housing and urban development. Well, yeah, but that's the same. <laughs> to Trump, it probably is. He's probably way too complicated to him. He's like, we need a neurosurgeon to figure out what the heck this is. The, and the other thing that I love about that response by Kyle Mackle, whatever, McKinney? McKinney? It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, I do not know. Uh, you know, I wrote it down, and now I don't know where I wrote it, and I can't see it. So I'm, I, I, and I lost it. But anyway, uh, so so when he when she says about how he she likes President Trump likes to have differing opinions, then he says, okay, fine. But then why do Jim Acosta again says, okay, fine. But why do the people that he hires with the differing opinions are using Trump's words again? dumb, over their head, ignorant, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, and she says, well, people prove themselves to be that way over time. For instance, uh, John Bolton was initially praising the tre- president, and then he turned, which is exactly the opposite of what she just said about having people that don't necessarily kowtow to the president. Yeah. It's like... It's like in 1984, the whole concept of double think, where you have to believe two uh, uh, contradicting things to be true, and then everything's just fine. That's right. Yeah, yeah. 
it's it's and i mean it's kind of scary that that's exactly what it's like and that's what we're getting to and i think we largely deal with it with comedy because it's laughable it's absurd when you're using some sense but millions of americans are just fine with it it is it like, is shocking it is shocking i don't know i saw on jimmy kimmel and then i saw again just just on youtube where uh some city council some woman was up protesting having to wear a mask did you see that video no i didn't it's it's really funny it's it's i mean sad funny um yeah but she's she's up there protesting that she used to be free because she has to wear a mask i mean we wear seatbelts yep and I bet if, if if we didn't used to have to, and the law requiring seatbelts came into effect today, I bet you all these people would be out there protesting. Well, it. no, and, and on, to be fair, I think there was people that said, "Why do we have to wear seatbelts?" But then, you know, over time, they realized, okay, we should be wearing seatbelts. And also, cars go a lot faster and whatever. But th- I think there was some pushback on the seatbelts at the time. But uh, but you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of rules that are for the benefit of society as a whole uh that we do so i don't i don't understand why temporarily wearing a mask when you can't social distance is is infringing upon your freedoms as an american or wherever yeah it's it's categorically ridiculous and these people are ridiculous and you know i think we'll see how many people are really okay with with sort of trump's ideology um in november because uh my hope is that he loses and less people vote for him and you know some people will see some sense because you know maybe i can buy well you know we thought we'd give him a shot even though he's totally been blatantly honest about everything that he's like he's never hit anything really like you're getting what you voted for but fine if you want to say uh that i thought i'd give him a shot but I've learned my lesson now. I'll take that because it's better than let's vote for him again. Seth Meyers did a thing on that where, where uh, uh, he's talking about Bolton's book and like the room where it happened. He's like, this. Yeah, there's nothing. He said there can't be anything that surprising in this. He doesn't do anything behind closed doors. What would be surprising yeah. if, if behind closed doors he was very articulate and thoughtful? <laughs> <laughs> That would be the shocking, a shocking bestseller. Yeah. So the, um, the, uh, you know, I was going to say the, it's, there was a bit um, where they interviewed uh, one of the sons, I think it was Eric, um, prior to the rally that I was watching. And uh, they were talking about the poll numbers. Yeah. And, and uh, he said, no, well, you know, my dad was behind by these. Now, same kind of numbers last month. They're national numbers. They're skewed because they're national numbers. They don't matter. Really, the elections comes down to 17 states. Yeah. And that's probably right. Oh, yeah, it is. Absolutely. I mean, I don't even think it is 17. I think it's probably maybe 10. But the... the the uh, So if those... I mean, you don't... And then you gerrymander those states... He could easily win again. Yeah. Although, you know, um, people don't give enough credit to the polls that were done in 2016. Um, When you look at the national polls, it was mostly right when it comes to the percentage that each got of the popular vote. The problem is the Electoral College doesn't uh, reflect that. And, um, yeah, the polls were off in the key states of Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin. Uh, and they swung uh, in favor of Donald Trump. But, like, I think Trump won Michigan by something like 0.2% or something like that. Like, they weren't that fall, far off. They were within the margin of error. And so, well, it's possible for Trump to win again. If you look at the same polls right now on statewide levels, uh, it, Joe Biden has an advantage. It's, it's not to say that he will win, but he has more paths to victory than Donald Trump does. There's, there's two, more. He has, there's, I think there's, sorry? There's, there's so much time, though. There's so oh, much yeah, time. No, I, do you think, do, how much, what, what month are we in? We're in, we're in June? June. July, August, September, October, November. So five months. 
You think yeah. Biden can go five months without stepping in something? I no, no. He'll definitely. I mean, right now, I think a lot of the polls have him winning by like a landslide. Um, or no, a he has. Landslide. He has. He has and, a huge percentage of the national vote, but that doesn't matter because most of the population is California and New York, and that uh, he's, he's going to get those two states. Yeah, yeah, but he's ahead in the key states of um, uh, uh, Michigan, uh, um, Pennsylvania. Uh, with he's a little bit ahead in Wisconsin, and he's ahead in Arizona, which is a state that the Democrats haven't won since uh, 1992, I believe. Yeah, those ones. Um, are, but those ones are close. If if yeah no no they're absolutely close. And and, and the thing with polls is it's always if the election were held today, there's yeah. plenty of time to, for it to change. But and it almost Donald always does. Trump has a lot of ground to make up, and he can do it. It's possible, but it's not like. I'm not um, even sure it's hard. I hope it is. I hope it is. I bet I'm not. I'm not sure it is. But I, I'll just say Hillary Clinton never had these kind of numbers that Joe Biden's getting. Never. Oh, that's true. But she, she was well hated. I think. Yeah. Exactly. Um, no, she, she absolutely was. But she did early on. Early on, she did have a big, not the lead that Biden has now, but still, I think she had a big lead. Yeah, but Biden's peak right now is fifty-two percent of likely voters say they'll vote for Biden. It, uh, Hillary Clinton never got it close to 50. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember, but I'll take your word for it. Here's a, here's a clip, clip from the Trump rally where uh, he talks about defending uh, the Second Amendment. We will defend privacy, free thought, free speech, religious liberty, and the right to keep and bear arms. And when you see those lunatics all over the streets, it's damn nice to have arms. Damn nice. Interesting how all of a sudden people understand it, right? You couldn't sell it. Now people understand it. The right to keep and bear arms will protect your Second Amendment. So that's Trump talking about how he's going to... Uh preserve the second amendment for these people which uh you know i understand there's second amendment uh lovers there and and that's fine um i'm not sure i'm not sure they still have i'm not sure they're still talking about you know muskets but but that's that's a, a debate maybe you could possibly have but but the part that i think is disturbing is where he's where he relates how much people are happy now to bear arms to the protests that are going on right now yeah, like like he he says something something along the lines, and I'm paraphrasing of uh, a couple of weeks ago, or or I didn't used to be able to people didn't understand this before, but now everybody understands it. Uh, that's crazy. What are you saying? What are you saying? Yeah, you wanna, uh, are you mean, saying you want to shoot the protesters? You want to shoot the Black Lives Matter people? Is that what he's trying to say? I think, I think he's saying he wants other people to shoot them. Yeah. Like that's, I mean, maybe I'm reading too much into what he's saying there, but to me that was just like really, really sort of blatant. I couldn't believe it when I was listening to it. I listened to that bit last night live uh, before I went to bed, which is not the thing you should watch before you go to bed. Nightmares. (laughs) Yeah, really. Who, uh, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that he said that. Uh, Who even knows if he fully understands what he's saying? Um, that's that's but, that's the that's the that's a glass half full point of view. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 sad and it's it's dangerous and and he's a very dangerous person at the end of the day and um, I think I said kind of earlier we hide that behind comedy because it's easier but I don't think we can lose sight of him. He's a very dangerous person. There there was uh, and I'm not sure he's quite as clueless. I, I think it's something that he sort of plays a bit because I, I think uh, what you know everybody got the Bolton book a little bit early, um, yeah. And you, of course, you know this is one person's account, so who knows how much is true? But uh, one of the either Myers or um, Colbert was was looking in the book, and they were saying how um, there was a tweet about. Uh, Maybe North Korea, something like that, that, 
Or, oh, I think it was when the it was either when the journalist was killed in North Korea. Somebody was killed somewhere. Yeah. And Trump tweeted about it, kind of coming out pro on the dictator side. I can't remember yeah. the exact details, but according to Bolton, that was well thought out and put out at that time because there was a scandal that was uh, about to erupt with Ivanka Trump using her personal server for uh, government emails. Huh. And, uh, and basically, you know, he tweeted that and it uh, took the wind out of those sails and nothing ever came of it. But that's what yeah, Hillary I'm, Clinton would, I mean, they, they wanted to lock her up because of that. Yeah, well, they didn't want to lock her up because of that. That was their excuse. They wanted to lock her up because they're sexist and uh, and like a myri- myriad of other things. I mean, Hillary Clinton does come with two, three decades of baggage. Well, yeah, the Benghazi thing. But the lock her up, Chan, I think was the, was the, was the email thing. Yeah. Either way, I mean... Maybe maybe he's a bit more thoughtful than we give him credit for. That's a scary thought. Yeah, certainly is. <laughs> you know, uh, this week we would, I was talking with your mother, and uh, she said, I've, I've heard enough. I know. I know about Trump. I know what he is. Do you guys ever talk about anything nice? <laughs> so I thought we should have a segment called Good News. Which is a uh, a bit of uh, borrowing from uh, John John Krasinski, Krasinski. yeah Krasinski. Uh, yeah. We we could we could. It's not called some good news. That's his. It's just good news. Unless you can come up with a better name, it's putting you on the spot <laughs> a little bit. But it's something we can think about, and it needs a thing song theme song. Oh, ah, uh, geez, we could have one section. We could we could change our best and worst to good times, bad times, and then use uh, Led Zeppelin. That's that's not sure. a bad idea. I might have to do that. But uh <laughs> next episode. Yeah. This is uh this is uh this is just good. No bad, just good. And there just was good. there was some good things that happened this week. I'm I'm sort of springing this on you, so I'm going to I'm going to uh I'm going to read uh point by point what I wrote down and then you can comment on it uh if you have a comment. All right, sounds good. Uh the U.S. Supreme Court uh, had two major decisions go uh, in the favor of, uh, of well, uh, anti-Trump, but just morally seems correct decisions. Um, yeah. The DACA or the Dreamers, where uh, undocumented children um, are, are, are not going to be sent back. Trump was trying to... to get rid or change that law but the supreme court said no you can't yeah that was good that one was that one was nice i enjoyed that one and uh and the uh transgender rights he's the supreme court upheld the uh the the trans transgender rights so you you cannot be fired or uh or 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 that can't be held against you yeah, it wasn't just transgender, it was uh, LGBTQ2 plus across the board. Yeah, right, sorry, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and I loved that one because uh, a Trump-appointed judge, the, the slot that he stole from Obama, uh, Neil Gorsh, uh, voted for that one against Trump's wishes. Yeah, but Party Boy still voted for it, but... Sorry? The Party Boy voted, was one of the uh, dissenting judges on that one. What's his name? Yeah, well, the, 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 uh, Brett, Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah, Brett Kavanaugh, yeah. How yeah, is that guy I, I, a Supreme Court judge? There's no good reason why. Um, but anyway, it, uh, still, I like that the, the slot that he stole, that Mitch McConnell stole from Barack Obama, um, uh, 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 is is voted for it. Yeah. And and uh, that one, I think, was that one the one that was 6-3? So like uh and 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 the yeah, judges yeah, yeah, yeah. the judges yeah, six, three. the judges are five four conservative like the conservatives have five and the liberals have four yeah yeah absolutely and that was six three and that came out six three so good on them well done and uh, it's it's uh but it it does show how important the next four years are if if he gets a couple more Brett Kavanaugh's in there 
Well, they, I mean, they are in the for a world of hurt down there. The unfortunate reality is that Ruth Bader Ginsburg isn't going to last another four years, uh, and that's a liberal justice. <laughs> that uh, you know, that's another replace, and um, and the you know the two Trump appointees they're fairly young. They're going to be on there for a while. <laughs> And so, yeah, it's it's they really need a, a better person in charge. Okay, another 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 piece of good news: um, the Michigan governor uh, Gretchen Whitmer said the state will launch an initiative to fund education for frontline workers. So, hospital staff are included, but also um, people who work at nursing homes, grocery stores, childcare workers, people making PPE, delivery workers. Are you are you jogging a marathon right now? No, I'm just walking. Oh, okay, uh, <laughs> and people who collected garbage, people who collect garbage. Uh, nice. So they still have to work out the details, but uh, good for Michigan. I wish I lived in Michigan right now. That's right, free education, and we're a frontline worker. Well, Costco, yeah. Yeah, I'm a frontline worker. That's right. <laughs> um, a. 101-year-old woman who survived the Spanish flu just recovered from the coronavirus. Nice. That generation's, like, undefeatable. Yeah, isn't that crazy? She, Heard so many stories like that. I was reading the, uh, reading the article, and she was, like, coming across to, uh, to America on, uh, or, well, north, like, I don't, I don't know where, probably the States, on a, uh, on a boat, well, the Spanish flu was in sort of full-blown mode and uh, di- and, and didn't get it. Like, I don't think she got it, but she did get coronavirus at 101 and, and made <laughs> it. So good for her. Good for her. Well and, done, her. And uh, another good news, a uh, little bit more lighthearted story. Uh, I'm just I'm I, I edited the story, but but I'll just read what I wrote down. In in 2016, uh, for reasons unknown, someone stole a 50 pound, four foot decorative tomato from an Eastside Mario's in Peterborough, Ontario. Since then, many people have called with tips, which all turned out to be either fake or just look-alike tomatoes. Which brings <laughs> up how many look how many 50 pa- anyway. Uh, back to the story. Despite the reward being offered free dinner, the tomato known as Little Brother was missing, and there were no solid leads. But last week, a morning runner spotted the tomato in a park, called Kraft, who's the owner, to let him know, and now he has his tomato back. Good for him. So that's some uh, things do have happy endings. A little good news in Peterborough. A little, a little East Side tomatoes, oversized tomato. <laughs> good news out of out of Peterborough. Nice. That's lovely to hear. It I'm is. glad he has his tomato back. Nice. He deserves <laughs> it. Everybody should have Absolutely. A, a four foot tomato, four foot 50 pound uh-huh. tomato. 100%. And now the end is near. Thanks, Frank, for bringing us into our parting thoughts. Uh, Dylan? Uh, you know, it was a long week. It was a rough week, but. We made it through, and whatever next week brings, we'll make it through that one, and and hopefully things will start getting better soon. Yeah, I know in Ontario, at least, we've had, they're, they're, they dropped below 200 COVID cases a day, so that's, uh, again, yeah. they were below, then they went back up, now they're below again. The other thing, Copper, yeah, it's, Halton it's went to phase two, which is where yeah. uh, I'm living, so we the, uh, the Copper Kettle's now open, so that makes me happy. Nice. That's good. Yeah, and uh, for I was just gonna say for did sorry were you finished? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say uh, for my parting thoughts. I've I've been going uh, you know to the to the Georgetown liquor store occasionally, and uh, and okay, there's a lineup to get in. I get that. I don't have a problem with it. I want to make sure there's a lot of room a lot of room in the store for people to go through and still keep their social distance and everything. But in the uh-huh. Georgetown liquor store, uh like it or not, there are three uh lines for exiting. Cuz their caches are too far apart, there's no good line to cash out where they could have one long line, which is what most stores do and which is the right way to go in my opinion. That way yeah. the way you lined up is the way you cash out. But yeah. 
I was there yesterday, and everybody, and not just two people, seven, eight people were in the same line, and the other two lines were empty. Now, I want to cash out, but I feel guilt going to one of the <laughs> line with nobody in it, but I know if I go to the line that has the seven people in it, somebody else is just going to go into the line that has nobody in it and be in front of me, and then I'm going to be annoyed that I didn't go to the line with nobody in it. So what'd you do? Oh, I just kept shopping. Oh. <laughs> Waited for the line to dissipate and, and change a bit. So then uh, once it did, then I went I back and checked out. I would have just gone. Don't feel bad about being the only smart one there. But it's I, part of me, the problem is, I think it's wrong to have three lines. Yeah, it is. I understand why they do it, but and but it's it's clearly marked. It's clearly marked. It's not hard. It's it's really not hard. I don't understand what the what the struggle is to get out of this liquor store. But anyway, it was smart on them because uh, I ended up buying more. So there you go. Up. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, it was uh, our first. Uh, this is this is our first back to back. Uh, just the two of us shows. No guest, yeah. And I think next week will be the same. So cool. Yeah, unless we have uh, somebody else call in, and then we need to we need to test that. I'm not sure. Uh, I know we can do it. I just don't know how to don't do know it. How. So we we need yeah. to we need we'll to run a out. test if we're going to have somebody call in. Yeah, that'd be fine. That works for me. Anyway, right. we can plan that off the air. Oh, and Madeline <laughs> got her uh, her graduation package. She is officially done. Uh, done uh high school so, nice congratulations madeline yeah good for her good for her yeah got well to, done got to take advantage of the part where your marks can't go down so that's good <laughs> <laughs> perfect yeah all right well uh all right. enjoy your you have one more one more week there basically 10 days uh, just over i think yeah yeah 10 ish days yeah okay well we'll talk to you next week Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.